0: there. Hi.
1: Welcome back to our dining room table and to episode 37 the real episode 37 of so talk to me.
0: The real episode 37?
1: Yeah I uh I accidentally titled last episode 37 when I originally uploaded it you know like one in the morning and uh I I corrected it the next morning but like for anyone's podcast catcher who like downloads the initial episode when it's released uh it said 37 even though we talked about 36 at the beginning of the episode the title was 37 and uh shout out to uh patrick mcafee for catching that and and tweeting us about (laughs) it thank you thank you for letting me know i i felt stupid when i saw that in the morning but um it's it's all been fixed and this is the real episode 37 We we made it
0: we made it
1: 37 episodes Thirty-seven weeks ago, thirty-eight weeks ago, we started this little podcast, and man, that it's 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 gone through a lot of change. I don't know. I've gotten more comfortable. <laughs> I guess that's really what I'm saying, and uh, I I like it. I'm having fun. Anyways, me
0: too. So, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's uh, I'm trying to think about. I don't know just what's been going on lately. Mm-hmm. I, we were super busy last weekend. Yep, with Monica graduating from UT wah, wah, burm, burm, burm. and Bill graduating from UT. Burm, burm, burm.
1: <laughs> Graduation! I should get one of those apps that actually makes that. Horn no, please don't air horn sound.
0: Um. So yeah, had we were partying
1: like it was nineteen ninety nine.
0: Mm-hmm. Guys,
1: 1999 was 19 years ago. Wow.
0: I've never really understood that party like it's 1999.
1: Uh, Because of the whole Y2K thing. Well, People I know. thought the world was going to end. And we would be like rolled back to the stone ages because all our computers would implode because they wouldn't know how to.
0: So to when anyone zero says zero. party like it's 1999, they're saying that like we it's need to party like it's the end of the world. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just the like, idea. Mm-hmm.
1: But that was nineteen years ago. I remember walking outside and just kind of like sighing, like it's two thousand. Things are going to get rough, <laughs> and then they didn't. Like they, nothing happened. So, yeah, um,
0: I was ten years old.
1: Yeah, I was pretty young. <laughs> so, so like the media uh, hype that was around. I say hype. It's not. That's not the right word. But I can't think of the right word. But um, you know, just saying how there was disaster, I was real susceptible to that kind of thing, you know. Like I was grounded because I remember my dad being like, "It's not that big of a deal," because we weren't planning for a disaster, you know. <laughs> like you hear these reports of people like stockpiling stuff in their uh, in their basements and stuff like that, as if we had basements here in Texas. Um, but yeah, we were not that family, and so like I, that definitely helped that my parents <laughs> didn't care. Um, yeah, but but i still remember yeah i was i was just susceptible to that type of media uh hogwash
0: i don't remember anything about that year oh wow in particular
1: dang you don't remember anything
0: well not like particularly yeah cool yeah i don't remember i don't know i don't, i just i don't remember being afraid of the year 2000 or yeah. anyone talking about the world ending
1: oh okay yeah oh man
0: yeah I don't think my family bought into that kind of crap either because yeah. I'd never heard anything about
1: it well you're better off <laughs> for not um yeah my dad used to listen to the radio a lot like talk shows and stuff like that he used to listen to Rush Limbaugh and then there was a whole like debacle with like some some off not offhand like he made a lot of comments about because I think he's been divorced at least once maybe a couple times Hmm. and I remember uh my dad stopped listening to him after he kind of went on a tirade about you know like like how marriage is stupid or like how you know yeah stuff like that and downer just like okay cool not gonna listen to you anymore (laughs) um which I mean I wouldn't encourage anyone to listen to Rush Limbaugh not that he doesn't make good points, just that he's big fat jerk. That's all.
0: <laughs> oh, he still does a talk show. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I mean, he was I huge. Know. I never listened to him. Yeah, I mean, the I, only I know time he was I ever, ever even heard his name was when I don't know. I became friends with you. Oh
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, it's all just like. But I've never listened to him.
0: i just I just yeah. know of him.
1: Yeah, he's he's just a jerk, and uh, it's what he does for a living, you know? You have to keep up that persona, and so that's what he did. A jerk conservative guy. <laughs> um, so anyways, we don't have to talk about Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> why, why are we talking about Rush Limbaugh? Uh, but yeah, so it has been a, a, quite a busy week. Quite a busy weekend. Yeah, yes. lots of partying and uh, fixing our AC. So oh, yeah. it's nice and cool again. Yay. Here. Which is which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't we have any plans
0: that. this weekend, though. Can't think of anything.
1: Not at the moment. Except wink, for Memorial Day. Wink.
0: Oh, wink, wink.
1: Yeah, I don't know what, <laughs> what? <laughs> I
0: What? You have something planned that I don't know about? I'm maybe, confused. <laughs> what?
1: No, actually, I was asked <laughs> about something on Saturday, but then it was kind of like, oh, never mind. I don't think it's going to happen. So.
0: Oh, all right.
1: Yeah, it's nothing big. Don't get excited.
0: (laughs) Anyways. What what is Saturday? Saturday's the 26th? 26th. That's right. Yep. I don't, I don't know. I don't know dates Mm -hmm. anymore. I barely pay attention to what day of the week it is.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. That's that's interesting <laughs> i definitely pay attention to a day because it determines like what i do at work um and actually the reason i know the d- d- dates numbers of, of days is simply because of sundays mm-hmm. i just subtracted one from 27 <laughs> because i knew that this sunday was the 27th
0: well every day is like the same around here like just being home with the kids mm-hmm. so uh, uh, they all just sort of flow together
1: yeah yeah no that totally makes sense yeah. Unless it's like
0: the Tuesday that we go to my grandparents' house or like on Wednesdays, I had Bible study Mm -hmm. more off for a little while from that. But. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You just judge by what special you have going on. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: But anyways, enough of our boring small talk. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Super boring. Cause I, yeah, we've just been real busy. Once again, another week. It's just been real busy. Uh, it, yeah, with graduation stuff, especially even at the church. Like, there's graduations, serv- services, <laughs> not services, ceremonies for the preschool that we have there, and for the actual school that meets there.
0: Oh yeah. And so,
1: like, coordinating that <laughs> with like transitions at the church of. Um, of where the church is going and rehearsals and stuff like that. It's just, I've put in a lot of uh, extra hours at work lately. And um, (laughs) it doesn't necessarily look like it's going to slow down because there are other big things on the horizon for our tech team. But I'm super excited. It's cool. It's good stuff. It just, it's it's busy. And (laughs) your face says everything right now.
0: What? You're just like, yeah, you've been away a lot. Oh, maybe. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Hopefully things will calm down over the
1: summer. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully. You know, like they always do. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you do have a lot of time off that you haven't taken. So yeah. you can take advantage of that. You just haven't
1: yeah i'm kind of in a position to where i don't have coverage for a lot of the things that i do at work and it's not like other um jobs where you have like 20 people doing the same thing um and so you just you know the other 19 people work harder when you have a day off it's like i have my one area of stuff that needs to get done and so it's difficult for me to schedule time off without having someone else there to do what needs to get done
0: yeah when you have had to take time off they usually have to like rent a guy (laughs) yeah well they hire
1: someone out to do like one of the most important aspects of my job, which is basically Sunday morning, mm-hmm. you know, and then the prep work is just whatever they can get done. Like when Josie was born and I took two weeks off, I made the slideshows in advance, those two weeks in advance. Like I made sure that the the worship leaders had their songs picked out already so that I could make the slideshows in advance. So I tried to get as much as I could done beforehand so that way it wouldn't be so bad while I had my time off. And that time off was glorious. But yeah, that was (laughs) over a year ago. Crazy. Because Joseph turned one.
0: She turned one. That's
1: insane. (laughs) Um anyways, I shouldn't make excuses. I do need to take time off. The end (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I I just I don't know. This conversation probably isn't the most fun to listen to. Take time off from work
0: yeah let's move on (laughs) okay let's go so
1: we've got something super fun to talk about now yay right Uh, great friend of the show Mr. Logan Sharp um, hello sent heyo he uh, the host of the Reformed Gamers podcast Whoa, whoa. yeah Um, he sent me an article and he was like hey if y'all haven't chose something to talk about you should talk about this nod nod wink nudge nudge cough cough um you know kind of yeah because it's a super fun conversation and it was a statement by the southwestern baptist theological seminary um from the board of trustees i think something like that uh, basically saying that they voted to have their president of the seminary right i think that was right the, the name. pretty sure yeah I'm probably not ceo well, president yes okay. President, um dr page patterson patterson yes i was gonna say Pattinson. and that's not patterson. the other. patterson yes. the son of the patters um to have him step down as president
0: and why why would they do that why
1: would they do that um. So uh, honestly, I didn't really know. Like, I didn't know. Apparently, this was something that was big. That's that's been like on the radar of, th- th- like uh, newspapers have reported on it and craziness. Um, uh, but I did not know anything about it until <laughs> I listened to doctrine. Actually, you were listening to doctrine and
0: Yeah, that's the first time I heard about it.
1: And I overheard it. Some of it but not all of it so like just bits and pieces and so i was like oh that's which this was
0: like what a couple weeks ago
1: yeah something like that it might have been last week when the episode when you were listening to it anyways um yeah so so some allegations were presented so this guy dr page patterson who is he who is he what has he done
0: who is he yeah the president of of the
1: Southern Theological Seminary. Yeah. Theological Seminary yeah, yeah, that's true. And he was also the president of the um, SPC, so the Southern Baptist Convention, for a while as well. Something else I didn't know until this oh, evening. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, and, and he was, um, according to uh, the JOFO, according to Doctrine and Devotion, he um, it kind of really helped champion, at, at a time when liberalism was creeping into a lot of of creeping the into the convention mainline evangelical um denominations and the convention uh the south southern baptist convention that's what it's called um he pretty much like held fast to like no the bible's inerrant and get out of my house if you disagree um which is awesome which is awesome um uh, because that is like the one of the key like like oh man that would really suck if your leadership didn't believe that the bible was the word of god
0: yeah no joke
1: um so he's done great things is what we're saying but uh somewhat recently at least from my understanding there have been allegations against him no okay so the allegations have been that he has counseled women in abusive relationships to return to their husbands Right? Am I understanding this correctly?
0: Yeah. um, I think it was he counseled women who were being physically abused to return home to their physically abused situation. Mm-hmm. And so, to just
1: continue praying.
0: Right. So
1: uh in in case you there's any question i think that is wrong
0: yeah that's straight up bananas like that's just ridiculous like why would you in that moment why didn't why wasn't your first reaction to call the authorities like what what is wrong with you
1: yeah. Um, in in full disclosure, Sam and I are both. Um, we hold to uh, what's it called permanence, The
0: permanence view of marriage. Which, there you go. Yes.
1: So, um, so in in our view, from what we understand of Jesus' commands to um, husbands and wives, is that div- I mean, basically, in a nutshell, divorce is not an option. Okay. So we would not counsel divorce. We understand that it happens sometimes, but we would not counsel divorce. However, I'm sorry, you're going to say something.
0: Well, not that. I do think that in some cases divorce is necessary. But mm-hmm. I, but with the permanence view, I believe that remarriage would be adultery. Yeah.
1: Yep. So we understand um, it's a minority view. Not very many people... Uh, hold to the same view but that's that's kind of the basis from which we we talk about this um, so as people who hold to the permanence view of marriage um, in in the case of physical abuse in a marriage would you counsel someone to go back and say well you're always going to be married to that person so you should return back to them hell no <laughs> whoa
0: <laughs> I would say um, I'm you're staying right here you're not going back to that house. If your children are in that house, tell someone to pick them up and bring them over here.
1: We need to get them right Yeah,
0: now. we're getting them out of that house and we're calling 911. Like, yeah. that's, that's not okay. Yeah. At all. <laughs> yeah.
1: Physical abuse is a serious issue and it needs to be dealt. It's a it, sin
0: issue and it's a crime. Exactly.
1: And as a crime, it needs to be prosecuted. Yes. Um, and... Uh, you know sometimes you need to bring down the law, frankly, um, before you can show before you can show grace, they need to know that it's wrong and there are consequences to sin mm-hmm. so uh, so that's the first issue is his counsel um, to return to the guy who's beating you. Um, the second issue is comments that he has made about uh i guess just relationships between men and women in between men and women in general how how would you how would you condense that what, what do you think um the i
0: think just the way that he's spoken about women okay in general yeah. yeah um has to a lot of women seemed um i don't like using this word lightly um i don't throw this word around um but, uh, they would say misogynistic is how he has spoken about women, um, and just, yeah, inappropriate things he has said. Um,
1: yeah. And so
0: regarding the physical attributes of women, so
1: Yeah, fun stuff. Also, I've said fun like six or seven times. I hope you all understand that I've been sarcastic when I use that word. This is not a fun topic at all. Um, and we actually have an excerpt, the one that we heard on the Doctrine and Devotion podcast that we'll go ahead and play, um, just, just so that you can get an idea of the way that he has talked about women.
2: That a beautiful word, value bend. And that's the word he uses to describe only the creation of woman. He value you. It means to beautifully and artistically construct. And I didn't need to learn Hebrew to figure that out either. Uh And so that's what he says beautifully and artistically construct. One night I had been speaking somewhere and a woman caught me at the close of the service and she was really unhappy with me and was giving me what for? And uh, I have that happen every once in a while And I just sat there and listened, took my punishment And uh, standing right next to her was an older teenage boy And he had a friend with him And they were quite humiliated at what Mama was doing They were looking at the floor and wishing that they weren't there But she was undeterred, she was heading in for the kill And uh, she was working me over good Well, about that time, a very attractive young co-ed walked by And uh, she wasn't more than about 16, but uh, let me just say, she was nice. And uh, as she walked by, they didn't think that mama was paying any attention to them. And one young man turned to the other one and he said, man, is she built. (laughs) In the middle of the sentence, she stopped, wheeled around, slapped a hand over his mouth, loosened his teeth said young man don't you ever say anything like that again if you do i'll mop up the face of the earth with you i saw my opportunity i said ma'am leave him alone he is just being biblical that's exactly what the bible says
1: so yeah yuck yeah yuck um that's nasty yeah, it's highly inappropriate. So I I will say I think the point that he was trying to get across with his story is that men like there is something inherently beautiful about women and people can recognize that. Like God created women beautiful. And so people recognize beauty, especially in women. Okay, I think that's the core of what he was trying to say. But what he actually said was terrible. Um,
0: Yeah, he said that he looked at a 16-year-old girl and thought she was nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, again, it's like, I get you're trying to say that yes, God and
0: said that a teenage boy gawking at a girl is biblical, yeah,
1: that's uh that's where it just goes off the rails, um because they were clearly I mean they were not complimenting her beauty they were um they were specifically talking about her body, you know they said i I have never heard the term built. Used in that context before, but clearly they were talking about her body mm-hmm. the body of a sixteen year old girl like and and to have a an, a much older man and someone who um is clearly like a spiritual leader um affirm that type of objectification of a young girl is disgusting
0: <sighs> yeah it's it's highly offensive, like, and not only is it sinful, but just li- for me listening to that, like, not only am I offended because I'm a woman, but also I'm offended because I'm a mother of a young boy and I'm trying to raise my son to be a gentleman. Yeah. And he's there saying that, oh no, it's okay for young men to look upon young women and gawk at them. Like, no, no no, 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 that is not being a gentleman. That's not being a godly man.
1: Yeah. And not only did he say that was okay, he clearly said that was biblical.
0: biblical. Yeah. Ugh.
1: Ugh. It, yeah, I I hope that I can kind of, again, temper my reaction because at the end of the day, I, I don't think he was trying to say what he actually said, but the fact that it came out that way, the fact that those are the words that he chose to say, the fact that that was the way that he chose to say it in front of a large group of, in front of a large audience, eh, it's shameful. And um, I th- I think that type of thinking and that understanding of male and female relationships is extremely harmful. Oh, okay. Like I think that presents a worldview where, yeah, it's okay for guys to gawk at women. Like, no, no, that's the, oh my gosh. Um, As Christians, that should, we ought to protect our sisters. We ought to see, you know, um, our sisters in Christ as that, sisters. And um, man.
0: Because if it's okay to gawk at them, then, I mean, why not lust after them? And then, why not watch porn? Like, like it's just an incredibly slippery slope, dangerous road. Like, like that's where you are going if you are on that track, with if with that mindset. That's where you are going.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that might be taking it too far and taking it out of context. But I no, I'm I am
0: saying if you like if you harbor that type that of worldview t- world yeah. and attitude, like that's where you are going. Yeah. That's the road you're headed down. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So. So anyways, uh <laughs> thank you for this topic. No, I'm just kidding. Um
0: Yeah, thanks Logan. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: so there there was a apparently there were um there was a petition that was going around with thousands of signatures of women who were asking the um seminary to, for him to step down as president. And there was uh, this um, the statement from the board of trustees saying that they have asked him to step down; that he's no longer going to be the president. He's a president emeritus of the theological seminary. So um, it actually worked, if that makes sense. I think it just it brought some things to light, and it forced um, the college or excuse me, the seminary to um, actually address, you know some of the things that he did that was wrong but anyways um, yeah
0: I don't think that there should have been a like I don't think that the petition should have been the reason for him like being fired like I think that should have happened when he was telling women to go back to their abusive husbands yeah like when he wasn't actually being the spiritual authority he was supposed to be being in protecting his flock. He should have been fired.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, The, the statement does specifically mention towards the end of it that um, they, that he has cooperated with all um, I, I, I can't think of the wording, but basically any like legal ramifications for any counseling or something like, like basically they were saying that he hasn't actually counseled that way or like he has uh, um, agreed with the law if any crimes have happened or something like that at least that was my understanding so that may be um, like somewhat backpedaling I don't I don't know again I, I didn't know about this situation until recently mm-hmm. so forgive any um, any wrong information that we have shared um, however the clip was clearly from him yeah um from a public address that he made um so that much i can kind of speak to but um i don't have any personal um any any personal connection back, yeah, yeah yeah or anything like that i i literally didn't know who this man was until a couple weeks ago so sorry
0: yeah our um, church isn't a part of the southern baptist convention yeah there, so.
1: yeah as, as much as I'm a Baptist at heart, I've never actually attended a Baptist church. <laughs> Funny to think about it that way.
0: I don't know if I have either.
1: But anyways, um, actually with that conversation, the, the way, even though now with all that as a backdrop, the way that I wanted to, to turn the conversation is actually when I was talking with Logan about it um is because so there there's a somewhat similar situation at the school that i'm attending right now um i'm just doing online courses but i'm going to moody bible institute and i know the president of moody just recently stepped down a couple months ago and i got um emails about the whole process and and the um, allegations that were made against him and things that went on Um, And in that case, it seemed from what I, I didn't actually do too much digging, but it seemed um, sort of like a situation of, of just like abusive leadership practices um, and, you know, like favoring certain people and, and not, not effectively leading well. Mm. Um, Again, I, I don't. I don't know because I didn't uh, research it very much, but it kind of reminded me about the whole situation with Mars Hill and Mark oh, Driscoll yeah. a little bit. Sort um, of like
0: a dictatorship kind of a thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just like leading by being bullheaded is mm-hmm. what it seemed like. Um, and it, it kind of reminded me of that whole situation uh, because the... the what I wanted to talk about is just how, like, yes, this man, um, Dr. Patterson, was the um, president of this college, excuse me, seminary. Um, but I don't think that necessarily invalidates the seminary itself or invalidates what happens at the seminary, um, especially in the case of a man who did fight for um, the inerrancy of Scripture and and you know conservative evangelicalism gosh those words are weird to say um (laughs) i i i wouldn't invalidate what he did what the the institution what the seminary did during his time there um because i think it kind of parallels with again i'm thinking through the whole like situation with mars hill and mark driscoll and full disclosure i actually liked mars Mars, Mark Driscoll's sermons when I listened to him for the most part. I understand there were a lot of problematic sermons that he preached, words that he used from the pulpit that probably were not good ideas to use from the pulpit, Um, subjects that he talked about. You know, like I I disagree. I'm sure I disagree with him on on a bunch of things. But for the most part, the sermons that I listened to that he preached, um, he would consistently say that the purpose of the scripture, the purpose of the church, is that it's all about Jesus. Like, he constantly pointed towards Jesus, and I love that about him. Uh, well, then, come to find out, you know, these issues that are going on at the church and his his abusive leadership um, that kind of destroyed that church from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And um, all that to say is that I think I I don't think his abusive leadership invalidates what God was doing at Mars Hill. You -hmm. know, I don't think the people that attended Mars Hill, unless maybe they were directly connected with the leadership and they Mm -hmm. were, you know, like complicit with what was going on. I don't think the people who attended there or in my case, just people listening to his sermons, I don't think that makes what. He preached on any less true, or or that you have to like throw out the good that he did, like
0: or throw him out of the kingdom for it, or like, yeah, yeah, I, I get, I get what you're saying. Like, yes, these men did horrible things, mm-hmm. um, but God has also done amazing things through them. Yeah, um, and. We certainly shouldn't like throw them out of the kingdom for these things that they have done. But I do think that these things prove that they are not eligible for the positions that they are, they are or were in.
1: Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, not that it was the ideal situation or that, yeah, that they even should have been in those positions, but, um, but that God still used them. And so if you attended Mars Hill and and sat under um mark's teaching like like cherish the truth that god spoke through mark you right. know cherish the um you know if if, if you went to uh, swbts like like that it, it doesn't make your time there any less valuable mm-hmm. um even even that even the portions that were like marked by our humanity and our sinfulness. Like,
0: yeah, we we are all inconsistent. Like we all struggle with sin. Yeah. Just because these men are in leadership positions, we shouldn't hold them on a pedestal where (laughs) when they show their inconsistency or their sin that like, you know, they're automatically, I don't know unforgivable yeah. or you know like yeah
1: yeah or that it invalidates what god did through them yeah you know God. i mean th- the church that i grew up at obviously we had to leave it because mm-hmm. we had issues with the leadership and in the teaching that was there but god used that church <laughs> uh, mightily in my life you know especially through my high school years like they they um taught me i learned how to pray at that church you mm-hmm. know Um. So. So. Yeah. That's all. I. I hope. That's kind of really. Even when I was talking with Logan, is like that. That was kind of the, the thing that just rang true for me. Is is that. Um. God. God uses crooked sticks to draw straight lines. Right. I mean, that's that's the story of the Bible. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. Outside of Jesus, who was perfect, every other hero, (laughs) in the Bible, um, was flawed was very flawed and all of their best moments pointed towards christ so um that yeah you know what that i'm done i'm done i'm <laughs> not that's that's a good wrap up right there and with that uh didn't necessarily mean to make that into a main topic but mm-hmm. uh, that might have just taken up most of our time so i apologize i'm, I'm not in the future so i don't know how this can turn out <laughs> Um, but what I wanted to talk about today is actually, I, I could have sworn you have asked me to talk about this topic before. And then I you just probably did.
0: I have a terrible memory, so yeah. I just don't remember. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: you'll have to forgive me if if, if my uh, memory doesn't serve I'll have well. to forgive you'll you. You'll have to forgive me. I wanted to talk about forgiveness. That was a terrible segue that I was trying to <laughs> do right there, and it didn't quite work. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about forgiveness. Um, I was made keenly aware of this topic over the past couple weeks. Um, in particular, last week, before we recorded <laughs> our podcast, um, we actually had a uh, kind of an argument, maybe not uh, an yeah. argument, but mm-hmm. like um a, a uh, very... Deep talk. I, I don't. I don't even know how to say how to put it into words because it wasn't it wasn't an argument, but it was like I had to express to you some things. We
0: were hashing out, yeah, some feelings and yeah, yeah.
1: And in my case, I mean, maybe this is too strong of a word, but just some like, uh, yeah. I was going to say resentment, but that's that's not the right word. Bitterness that had mm-hmm. kind of grown um and caused me to act sinfully towards you in my heart um and you probably wouldn't have known by listening to the podcast last week because literally like after we talked i felt so much better and (laughs) and like usually those kinds of talks if they end well actually bring us closer together which is amazing i you know i think that's kind of the point like god sanctifies us through fire right yeah um but yeah so so that (laughs) actually taught me about you know the um the beauty of forgiveness once again of just like how it was kind of killing me in in certain ways um because i was just being a jerk and um and so this week i'm reading a book Uh, that um, i'm a part of this book club online and this month we're reading a book called good and angry and um, it's actually been really cool um i can give some thoughts on it but that's not that's beside the point the chapter that i read was about forgiveness and i really liked the way that it kind of talks about forgiveness in two different ways that are both related to each other. Hmm. And as I was reading it, I was just like, oh, yeah, that's totally what I did and what I needed to do, and that I didn't do for a couple days. Like, like me just kind of harboring that like bitterness. Um, even kind of like, kind of like, I mean, it was kind of like hovering underneath the surface, and it was just that I didn't want to deal with it rather but I than could like tell holding on to it. Yeah, yeah. But like I, not even necessarily that I made a choice, like, no, I'm going to stay angry, but just like, oh, I'm angry about something and I'm not even going to deal with it. like, let's just stuff it down and do something else. And it just kind of grew.
0: Yeah. While um, I'm over here, like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Are you yeah. okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was a couple of times. It wasn't that many times. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I'm fine. And, you know in my head i'm like i don't want to deal with it
0: and then come to find out dun
1: dun dun it yeah. wasn't okay nope i was being a jerk um so anyways the way that this book talks about it 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 references a couple scriptures and i'm going to go ahead and pull it up on my cool little kindle right here <laughs> um mark 11:25 says whenever you stand praying if you have anything against anyone forgive so that your father also, who is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. And then the book goes on to talk about um, in this Mark eleven passage, Jesus says to deal with whatever you have against anyone else. He doesn't even tell you to try and sort out what really happened or whether it was a real or, uh, excuse me if it whether it was a real wrong or only a subjective feeling of offense. Conflicts can be impenetrably complex did you actually do something against me or did I misunderstand what you were doing or was I just being hypersensitive? Often it's hard to know what really happened because so much was happening in both parties. Trying to figure out the definitive explanation leads to more disagreement and outrage. Instead, Jesus simply says that if you have anything against anyone, forgive. And I was like, dang, that...
0: Um, That's a hard word right there. yeah yeah anything against anyone yeah anything mm-hmm. anything big or small
1: mm-hmm. yes.
0: colossal or teeny teeny tiny yeah like anything against anyone forgive forgive that's hard yeah that's a really hard thing to say it's a really hard thing to hear yeah
1: um real talk have you do you have anything against our current president our previous president Term. like like yeah i mean you know there, there are things that we carry around that we don't even realize mm-hmm. um because we don't consider it a big deal like because we don't consider it sin that we're that we have not forgiven someone for something that they've done um and it it shows you know you may not think so but uh but it does show i'm 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 what's coming to mind is someone that that you know on social media um who like constantly like denounces the president not that i agree with the president we've talked about this multiple times but you know it 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 shows like the bitterness in your heart hmm. um and here jesus says if you have anything against anyone forgive yep Um, the second, the second scripture that it references is the, the Lord's prayer in Matthew six, you know, so I'm sure you've heard this a hundred times, but I'm just going to go ahead and read it also. Um, pray then like this, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. And uh, later the book talking about that passage says that Jesus emphasizes dealing with real wrongs. Our debtors are people who owe us. So these are things that have actually been done against us. Yeah. And the mercy of God, our Father in heaven, is front and center in helping us. The, verti- the vertical aspect of forgiveness deals with our attitudes. Its purpose is to change you, not to deal with the other per- person. It prepares you so you'll go to the other person already willing to be merciful. You're no longer holding the grudge, building up bitterness on the defensive or on the offensive. So what what the book really brings out is that forgiveness first occurs in a conversation between you and God, mm. that when Jesus taught us how to pray, he specifically <laughs> says, um, when we ask for forgiveness, to also forgive others who have sinned against us. That's not even bringing them into the picture yet. Not even going to someone and telling them how they've sinned against you and, and asking, you know, for um, for an apology or whatever, um, without even confronting a brother or sister in Christ, it says um, that we ought to forgive them before God. And so this was a really interesting aspect of forgiveness that really, um, it kind of clicked. Like I've, I've heard from podcasts and sermons and things like that, that talk about forgiveness about this idea of, um, is it really forgiveness? If someone hasn't asked for forgiveness, well, have you really forgiven You know, like what, what is forgiveness and the way that the book just kind of separates it. It's basically like there are two parts. Mm -hmm. Okay. The first type of forgiveness is not even with the other person present. It is simply that um, attitude of forgiveness that you come before God and you forgive that person. And that basically cuts off bitterness at the root. Mm-hmm. So, so basically I'm saying like if you are harboring some bitterness, you got to do some work. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to go to God and... Um, I mean you may even have to just plead with him that you would be able to forgive mm-hmm. um, because it's not easy. Um, there are deep wounds that people can cause and um, it, it's, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to forgive yeah. a lot of the times, but to immediate, like our reaction ought not to immediately go to the other person and demand their apology right our first step is to go before god and then in the light of all that he has forgiven us <laughs> see this offense against us mm-hmm. again it could be a real wrong a real offense a real problem but if we come as filthy wretched sinners who nailed the perfect son of god to the cross we don't have any room to harbor that unforgiveness um so that's the first part of forgiveness is the attitude and then the second part is because god does call us it you know in the scripture it says if your brother has wronged you go to them and um and you know work work it out basically mm-hmm. and then if they won't hear you then you know, bring someone else with you. And if they won't hear you, go to the church, you know. So so the Bible doesn't say, like these two parts are both um, necessary. So uh, it, it's not like you only go to God and so long as you're not bitter and so long as you have forgiven them in your heart, then it's all good. Not necessarily. Now, I will preface that by saying like, sometimes we're just offended by things that weren't really wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if someone didn't mean to cause you offense and you took offense for someone, so for something, that might mean there wasn't really sin there and you're just being sensitive. Maybe, maybe, maybe there was real sin and they just, re- they don't realize it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I'm saying that we can easily get offended, especially yeah. especially us dang millennials. <laughs> We can get offended over a lot of things um, that aren't real, that that aren't sin issues. And in that case, you go before God, you forgive the offense, and you're done. Mm-hmm. Like, And then you just kind of be a man and suck it up. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, and no, because men and women are... Uh, it's, it's a term. It's a term. <laughs> just, yeah. Forgive my impropriety. Um yeah in in those cases just let it go because you're probably just being too sensitive um but in other cases when there are real wrongs um especially when it's against or when it's another christian you know when something real has happened you should probably go to the other person and
0: yeah i recommend not saying you'll have to forgive me or forgive me but actually asking for the forgiveness,
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: because saying "you'll have to forgive me," I blah 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 blah. That's not asking for forgiveness.
1: No, I think I think that's dismissive. And, yeah, and when I said it earlier, I was just kidding. I
0: know <laughs> it's just sort of a pet <laughs> peeve of mine because pe- some people actually say that.
1: Gotcha. Well, I mean that that whole phrase it doesn't seem. It seems like they're using words that don't actually describe the situation. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it sounds like just a way to, to to say I'm going to make an excuse for what just happened. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes it's not really in cases of true like sin. You know what I mean? Like often it's just, you'll have to forgive me. I'm really tired right now. <laughs> I can't. I can't talk about this. You know? Like okay, I didn't actually need to forgive you. You just used that phrase, because you're asking to be excused and being excused and being forgiven are two different things. Yeah. We're just using it interchangeably. So, um, anyways, that's what I wanted to talk about was forgiveness. And, um, I, I just really appreciate the way that this book made it so clear in how the Christian is to forgive and how to go about that forgiveness because that's tough. Um, and it really spoke to my situation last week, because that first part of going before God, and and in like actually sitting in that attitude of forgiveness, mm-hmm. did not happen to me for a few days,
0: mm.
1: which sucks. That is the mark of a bad husband. <laughs> that um, that I would do something like that that is not loving you like Christ loved the church. And um, so you'll have to forgive me for that. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um yeah. So, uh what are your what are your thoughts on forgiveness? Uh
0: well, think? I think that's interesting that they made those two distinctions um I I think that first part yeah, definitely like going before god um asking for forgiveness or well asking god for forgiveness and also like forgiving the person before god Mm -hmm. um yes that's definitely forgiveness um going before the person and asking for forgiveness yes yes obviously yes do that too um but i i think it's. It sounded like they were trying to get at reconciliation as well, mm-hmm. um, which I think is different from forgiveness. Okay. I think th- most of the time they go hand in hand, um, but I think that the that scripture clearly states that we are to forgive mm-hmm. in all circumstances. Hmm. Um. But not necessarily be reconciled. Okay. Um in all cases, so f- I mean for instance, you know, we were talking earlier about how Paige Patterson was telling abused women to go back to their husbands, um I think in that instance Yes, obviously, she is called to forgive her husband mm-hmm. for, what, for the wrong that he has done to her. Um, but I don't think that reconciliation looks the same there. Um, like, I, I don't think that saying that they should be <laughs> reconciled in the sense that she um, staying with him in that way I don't think that that's right. Does that make sense? Staying
1: with him. What do you mean by staying with him in that way?
0: In that abusive situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, yes, forgiveness, but maybe not every circumstance can be there. Maybe, there, maybe reconciliation can't happen in every circumstance is what I'm saying.
1: Mm-hmm. Mhm. I I think I kind of get an idea of what you're saying. Um let me I let me let me see if this is if this is a good representation of what you're saying. So you're saying that um that there are some circumstances in which you can't or in which reconciliation shouldn't occur immediately? Is that what you're saying?
0: like that relationship can never be fully reconciled. Does that make sense?
1: What does that look like in that case? I'm I'm curious. What do you mean? Like like they should never be under the same roof together?
0: I mean, no, not necessarily. I mean, if you know, he does his time and he, his heart changes and he's not abusive anymore then sure, <laughs> maybe they can go back to being married. Um uh but i'm also thinking of like in the sense of like s- sexual abuse or rape mm-hmm. like um i mean i'm also in the minority camp that like if you rape someone you should get the death penalty. It's like, I think you should die if you rape someone, basically.
1: Okay. Um, (laughs) Okay.
0: So. (laughs) That's
1: that's another episode topic. (laughs) But Another nice and fun one. (laughs) Let's have lots of fun conversations. (laughs) Rape and the death penalty.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. But if you, but if, if someone has committed that heinous crime against someone else, like, yes, obviously, they are called to forgive that person. But I don't think that that relationship can ever be fully reconciled.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think you're using the word reconciliation in a way. Um, it seems It seems to me like you're saying that their relationship can never be the same right. as it was before. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I understand reconciliation not necessarily to mean that it goes back to the way that it was before, but just amending of the relationship. Um but there, can that
0: relationship ever really be mended well okay after so that you're, sort of you're a time
1: rape i don't i don't know i don't know i've never had to i've never experienced anything like that um so i i have i have absolutely no experience in that area so i i can't say one hundred percent um What I can say, though, and and I think you'd agree with this, is that sin has consequences. It has real consequences in this life. Right. Um, And so, yes, you have to deal with the consequence of sin, and it does change things. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yes, I completely agree. I, I don't think that saying that you forgive someone and even seeking reconciliation with that person means that things will go back to the way that they were. Right. I don't think I don't think it I don't think it means forgiving and forgetting.
0: OK, see, and that and that's what I think that um, uh, very unfortunately, a lot of churches seem to think mm-hmm. th- that that's the way it works.
1: Yeah. Now this is a, a much bigger conversation because I completely agree with you because I've seen churches defend sexual predators as leaders in the church, which disgusts me.
0: It literally like makes makes me nauseous, like just talking about it right yeah. now. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 Maybe we need to back down because I might get a little too emotional. Yeah,
0: no, I'm starting to <laughs> well up right now. Like just thinking about it, like it really yeah.
1: So, really upsets me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, we are completely on the same page in that, in that, um, it, forgiving and forgetting is a farce.
0: Yeah. I, I, um, yeah, I think that a lot of, I don't want to say the church in general, but I, I think that a lot of churches have really, really abused this idea of forgiveness and reconciliation and turned it into, yeah, a forgive and forget type mm-hmm. of, thing yeah
1: yeah Uh, concerning leadership in the church the bible has clear standards and when you violate those standards you if you don't meet those standards you can no longer serve as a leader in the church Mm -hmm. Um, specifically pastors uh, elders deacons um and forgive me for uh, sorry i shouldn't say that (laughs) i didn't realize that's what i was saying um but i i that is 100% biblical i get that standard from the scripture paul laid that standard down through the holy spirit writing through paul speaking through paul um that is the standard for for pastors and if that standard is not met regardless of whether you were a, a christian at the time or not then, I do not believe that God has called you to the pastor. um, you've invalidated yourself. Mm-hmm. That does not mean that God's not going to use you in wonderful ways right in amazing ways, in ways that you can't even understand right now,
0: yeah, well, in saying but, that someone who has abused their power in the in the past um shouldn't be. Eligible or just isn't eligible to be in that sort of position anymore um, isn't unforgiveness. Right. It's just biblical. <laughs> right.
1: It's dealing with the consequences <laughs> consequence, yeah, of, of, of the sin. sin yeah. And, and, and um, if
0: that person is truly repentant, they will take their lumps, they, so to speak. They will
1: sit in humility underneath yes. the scripture that is above them, that is their authority that tells them what they can and cannot do mm-hmm. within the church. Um, and yeah, it, it, God can still use you. He can still use your story of rec- reconciliation because um, you know, God knows there's there's so many people out there who need to hear it. Um, but there are clear standards for leadership positions. And uh, anyways, I'm, I'm repeating myself. Um so yes don't hear that as saying that we ought to forgive and forget. No. I I do think that we ought to seek reconciliation in most situations. But I don't think that reconciliation means not like completely discounting that it ever happened, mm-hmm. that sin ever occurred. There are real consequences. When you um gosh i mean i'm trying to think of i'm trying to think of a sin issue like when you're dealing with someone who's a kleptomaniac okay um someone who who habitually steals things um they can seek forgiveness for what they've stolen but at the same time you also would not i I don't know take them into an area where you know you wouldn't leave money around your house and invite them over you know what i mean like in the case of in the case of someone who who um someone who's who's had issues with porn. I was going to say addicted to porn, but you know, the term addiction has a lot of connotations and don't necessarily need to get into that. <laughs> but someone who's had issues with porn, like you would not want to, I I don't know. You wouldn't want to go to a beach. You wouldn't want to go to a nude beach. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't want to go in general. Um, gosh, all my analogies are just falling apart right now. I'm so sorry. Um, But what I'm trying to say is like, you understand that there are specific sin issues that you deal with. Right. And and you don't want to be a stumbling block. Yeah. Yeah. So you put methods in place in your life to prevent you from those sins. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, and that is dealing with the consequence of your sin and knowing yourself and knowing the sin that you struggle with. Um, So, so yeah, I mean that that part I guess wasn't even wasn't even necessarily on my radar when I was when I was reading the stuff about forgiveness. Um but yeah, I mean that's a real part of forgiveness. Is there there's still consequences, but forgiveness just means that you no longer harbor an ill will. Right. That um that you take on the attitude of Christ, mm-hmm. who is willing to love the sinner and love means truth telling, mm-hmm. you know, love means saying that what you did, yeah, it was wrong, um, but that it's been paid for. Not that you can pay for someone else's sins, but that you understand that Christ, how how Christ sees that person. Right. And you right. agree with how Christ sees that right. person.
0: Yeah, that you don't just see yourself as someone who Christ has died for and paid for your sins, but you also see the other person as that as well. Like yeah, Christ died for their sins as well. Mm-hmm. And so I need to forgive them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. You have any more thoughts on forgiveness?
0: Man, this is a heavy, heavy topic. It really,
1: it really, <laughs> I, did, I did not expect today, like even driving home from work, I was like, I'm in a great mood. I, I had some coffee before rehearsal, so <laughs> a little hyper. Um that's how come I can make it so late. But um yeah, and I was, you know, like happy and chipper, and I hope I've still been that way through the whole podcast. But uh yeah, didn't didn't expect to tackle uh <laughs> these uh these deep emotional <laughs> topics. So
0: Yeah, I think just for me and I know I mentioned this to you uh, the other day that like when I see something that I don't like or don't agree with I tend to like try and just run as fast as I can in the opposite direction and end up like over mm-hmm. um and so that's a
1: common problem for Calvinists
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding well when Like, with this topic of forgiveness, it just made me think of, like, how some churches have really, like, abused this topic, um, and how there have been a lot of people who have been wronged and hurt, um... By churches abusing this topic, um, and yeah. so I just really wanted to like make it clear yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, that is it an is an issue. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, good, good call, broccolo <laughs> that, was, that was good. That was really good because I yeah I, I didn't even think about it, but um, it totally, totally um, related and needed needs to be said. Uh, yeah. I dig it. All we right. We
0: complete each other. <gasps> what? <laughs>
1: That's, it's like we're complementary. <gasps> what? You got some lungs on you. Dang. All right. Well, do you have any uh, <laughs> recommendations for the. Lovely, recommendations. Lov- recommendations.
0: <laughs> what is the recommendation? I don't know. I
1: can't breathe through my nose right now, okay? So my <laughs> D turned into a T. Recommendations.
0: <laughs> this is funny. I wasn't going to say anything, but also when you were reading earlier, you said fod- fodder. What? You said fodder instead of fodder.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm gonna, like, be editing the podcast and just, like, <laughs> slap myself in the face. Ugh. Oh, gosh. Well, anyway. Do you have any recos? <laughs> uh,
0: Dang it. I don't think so. I can't think of any. Okay. I wasn't prepared. Sorry. Okay.
1: Well, I'll throw some links onto um, on the, the show notes here. Uh, the book that I've been reading, Good and Angry. It's a good Um, and then also the statement from the, um, Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary and, uh, probably a link to that episode that, um, Doctrine and Devotion did as well. Just, you know, so that you can hear it from a different source as well, because we're Mm -hmm. working off other sources except for the one clip that we played earlier. Um, anyways, but those are all, those are all horribly depressing topics. Uh, my recommendation actually is, um, Introduce a little bit of levity into your social media feeds if you're into that whole social media thing. And the reason I say that is I am a uh, pretty snarky person. I don't know if you know this.
0: Snarkalepsy.
1: Snarkalepsy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a snarkaleptic. And <laughs> uh, so my humor is often kind of biting humor, um, if not self deprecating, then making fun of other people. <laughs> you know whether or not you think that's good and and proper um but anyway so that's that's generally the type of things that i like to post kind of self-deprecating or whatever and um i i i was included in one of those like social media like tag someone to do something on social media i hate those i generally hate them as well I I do. But when I was tagged in this one, it was um it's, it's real simple. It's just post uh one album a day for 10 days. 10 albums that have kind of shaped you as a person that you you know that that have stuck with you.
0: Please and don't tag like, me for that cuz I won't do it.
1: Oh, I totally am going to. No, don't. It's going to happen. Because I'm not. You don't well, have to, I'm not going to do it. So. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to. <laughs> um so <laughs> so um I actually have really enjoyed it. Um when I got tagged, I I was kind of just like uh, do I really want to put in the work to do this? Uh, but wh- it was by a good friend of the show, Ted. Um, Ted, you're awesome. And um, and his picks are awesome as well. Um, so regardless, no, it's it's just been a good exercise of like, hey, no, this is actually for fun. And it says something about like, it's surprisingly kind of deep. Like it kind of gets at me and who I am and what has shaped me. Even the music that I listen to, and so it caused some like self-reflection <laughs> even out of just something just like a fun little game like that. and so i I would encourage you just introduce some some levity, just some just something fun into your social media feed um, if you're a generally serious person. Try it out uh and and not not at the expense of anyone, yourself or otherwise. Just do something fun. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, cool. I do actually have a record. Hey. Um. So uh, I was surfing the Facebook today, and there was a video that uh, James Whitehead (laughs) that James Whitehead shared. It was actually a uh, oh, what's his name? He's a late night show guy.
1: Seth Meyers?
0: No. James Corden? No. Uh,
1: Keep naming them because I'm not going to think of it. To start with a T.
0: He does those like... Uh,
1: John Oliver?
0: Those Halloween videos with kids where the parents like steal their candy or something. Timmy Kimball's? Jim, Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Oh, yes Timmy yes.
1: Kimball's, that was a reference to Between Two Ferns. Oh. Anyways, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes, Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways. You know how he does like those videos where I don't know, they'll like interview random people on the street or whatever. Just, yeah, like, those ask fake them, videos? Ask, yeah. Just like <laughs> ask them a question. Uh-huh. Fake videos.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm just they're they're all staged.
0: Oh, okay. Anyway I'm just kidding, I don't know that. Um me being cynical. But they were asking people to name a book. Any book? Oh yeah. And well, at least all the people that they kept in the edited version of the video, none of them named a book, like or could name a book. That's crazy. Yeah, I was that's like, crazy. Wow, talk. this is really sad. And of course, you know, James White was like, "This is so sad. This is our <laughs> society, blah, blah blah." You know, went on yeah. this you know rant. Um, but I was like, "Wow, this is really sad." And I mean, I could think of multiple books that I had recently read, but like, honestly, probably like, I don't know, five years ago, that probably would have been my answer, like nothing, just because I wasn't a big reader. Mm -hmm. I am more now. Um, But I was just like, oh, so I shared it and was like, this is so sad. You know, what was the last book you read? Just asking, you know, right just my friends on facebook uh-huh. um the ether huh the ether yeah exactly I kidding, ether. so i recommend reading a book
1: read a book y'all
0: so that you're not like our deteriorating society
1: <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and with that note no i'm just kidding um, yeah go read a book y'all <laughs> curl up with a good book book it up yeah <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. It's late. Uh, but if you want to talk to us, you can do that on Twitter. Our handle is so underscore talk to me. Or you can email us at so talk to me podcast at gmail dot com. Yeesh. This has been episode 37 of the so talk to me podcast.
0: Will we make it to 38?
1: Will we? You'll just have to stick around and see.
0: What? cliffhanger. Bye. Do you remember that wasn't that from like between the Lions? between the Lions, yep. yes i was like uh-huh. yeah okay <laughs> it's good it's good i like it cliffhanger okay you just not like the stared movie. at movie you stared at me blankly so i was like wait does he not understand my <laughs> reference
1: well i mean it's a common term so
0: right but it was from like the tune
1: yeah that's true yeah
0: between the lions
1: <laughs> i can't breathe out of my nose
0: fodder oh dang it oh jeez guys oh jeez